Hey, what's up, everybody? Greatest show on dirt coming to you live from the Sweet Bee Studios. I am your host, Quentin. And on today's episode of the podcast, we are continuing with our listener guest series. And I've got Brad Howell on the podcast. And Brad is the dude that got me back into playing baseball. So as you know, I've got a baseball tournament coming up in a couple weeks at Myrtle Beach. It is the U.S. Adult World Series, right? I've gotten myself in a little over my head about 10 months ago. Brad sent me a direct message on Instagram. He says, you want to play in a baseball tournament? I said, yes. Not knowing that this was the United States Adult World Series baseball tournament at the Cal Ripken Experience in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. This is the real deal. I'm probably completely outmatched, but I'm going anyway, and I'm having a blast, dude. Getting back into baseball, it's been so fun. You know, getting to the pitching machines, you know, putting some pine tar on the bat, taking some pop flies and stuff like that. It's been great getting back into the game. And that's what we talk about on the podcast, you know, about how, you know, old dudes like us, I'll be 38 in October, how, you know, you can get back into the game. You know, it's, it, for me, you know, getting back into playing baseball's made watching the game so much more fun, researching the game so much more fun, you know, talking on the podcast, putting stuff on Instagram. It's just made everything so much fun, you know, especially having a 19-month-old daughter. I got a new baby on the way that's due in March. And it's just being able to enjoy baseball on the level of playing again has just been so much fun. And that's what me and Brad talk about on this episode. And I encourage you to get into it. You know, we do talk about it when we get into the podcast, but you know, it's something I think we want to promote more of is just, you know, to share in the joy that, you know, Brad and myself have by playing baseball. It's, you know, you can do it. That's one of the things that I didn't think was possible. I thought my baseball playing days were over, but you don't have to be good to get back in. I'm not. And we're going to see that in a couple weeks. It's only my goal for the baseball tournament is just to make contact. You know, I don't care if I get out every single time. But the camaraderie and the dugout, you know, it's just, uh, it's it's going to be a blast. So I encourage you to get out there, you know, research local leaks, do a quick Google search. You can get into it and you do not have to be a seasoned vet, you know. Um, I've talked to some guys on the team. We've got a group chat going on and everyone's been you know, very welcoming, very kind. You know, they know I suck and they don't seem to care. <laughs> so yeah, but listen, check it out. It's what me and Brad talked about on the podcast, getting back into baseball and just a bunch of other wild baseball stuff. So I hope you enjoy it right on. Here it is, guys. Okay, we're recording now. Can you, you hear me? Can you. Yeah, I can hear you. Listen, <laughs> man. This is uh, <laughs> this is the greatest show on dirt live from the Sweet Bee Studios. Brad, what up, man? What's going on, sir? How you doing? Hey, listen, this is the second time we've tried to record this podcast because the first recording we talked about TBS baseball for an hour and a half and realized <laughs> that we didn't say anything at all. Yeah, we're maybe gonna try to rein it in a little more this time. Yeah, but... it was like Terry Pendleton, Ron Gant, Dave Justice, Fred McGriff. I think we just repeated the names over and over again. And then your grandma, who's a ba- who was a badass, that chewed tobacco, right? Yeah, my great-grandma just did snuff. The snuff was all over the recliner. <laughs> and the volume was turned, you know, max, uh, you know, for old Pete and Skip. It has uh, to be, man, on the Magnavox, you know, console TV. Do the TVs that weigh, like, 800 pounds. It was one of those that was set into, like, the uh, the entertainment, not even an entertainment center, but, like, a dresser, you know? Yeah. So she had, like, her drawers on the drawers of clothes on the bottom, and then there's some massive 500-pound TV stuck in top of it. That's the only way to do it. Listen, so... This is uh, Greatest Show on Dirt, like I said a second ago. I um, So if you're listening to this, you've heard me months ago 
say that I was getting ready for a big baseball tournament, right? And to me, is big. And this guy I'm talking to right here, Brad Howe, this is the reason why I'm doing this baseball tournament. Now, you sent me a DM on Instagram like eight months ago. And <laughs> you like, you want to play in a baseball tournament? I like need your grasp. I was like, yeah. And then as it gets months and months closer, I realized that I'm still out of breath from walking up the stairs this morning, wondering if yes was the right decision. But I'm super excited to play in the tournament, man. Well, I wouldn't think... Uh... Losing your breath walking up the steps is, is an issue necessarily for a 35 and up baseball tournament. Okay. There's definitely some guys that you know struggle, struggle uh, maybe with the cardio, you know. But there's some dudes out there, man, that you're going to be like, oh, you're 35, you know. Like it's it's a big range of guys in the tournaments. But listen, growing every year, and I think there's 12 teams and stuff this year, so there's. There'd be guys from, you know, all walks of baseball there for sure. Listen, but who the hell needs cardio, man? Like, did John Cruck, do you think he ever ran on a treadmill? Did Gorman Thomas ever run on a treadmill? I'm going to try to get my camera so you can see my face. But good Gorman Thomas, John Cruck, Goose Gossage, you know what I mean? So, like, I'm going to, like. They're baseball players, not athletes. That's, that's, ex that's exactly what it is. So, famous. like, I figure, you know, if I'm out of breath, that means I'm hustling, and that's all I can go off of, basically. But I'm super excited for the tournament, man. Like, I, I'm i a little bit nervous. I got about five baseball bats. I plan on breaking every single one of them. And this tournament— You have been stocking up on bats for Dude, sure. I couldn't—I got in a fucking thing. I couldn't stop buying baseball bats. It was like I was in this funnel. What, what's crazy is, like, you can get baseball bats, like, any color you want. So, Dave, this cat that owns Brooklyn Bat, he made me a teal— and I've, I've sent you a text message picture of the bat. He sent me a, oh, yeah. uh, a a bat that I got teal from, like, the 97 Marlins, like, back in those, like, Gary Sheffield, Jeff Conine, you know, Charlie Huff, Benito Santiago <laughs> days. And that bat is, like, hell yeah, dude. All I want to do is load it up with pine tar and just bust it. But I'm not even sure that I'll be able to hit a pitch to bust a bat. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's where I'm at right now. Nah, man, we can definitely we can definitely break one off for you, no problem. <laughs> oh shit! But listen, dude, yes. I so I made a list of questions because I know last time all we did was talk about TBS baseball. Now we can talk about TBS baseball. Well, you just name dropped a bunch of Marlins. Are we, are we just going to talk about early Marlins guys now? Like, were you going you going before or after fire sale number two? <laughs> I mean, I'm going before fire sale number two, man. Because like, here's okay. So my first thought is like. I don't know if I'm the only person that does it, but I keep a lot of baseball bats by my bed, not for protection, not at all for protection, but because if you're, if I'm in my bed and get out of bed, I could, I I'm looking into my master bathroom with a big old mirror. So I routinely go through like my indoor batting stances and I'm just wondering like what batting stance I need to adopt in this tournament, you know what I mean? Like, I could do Gary Sheffield if we're talking about 97 Marlins. Like, with your batting stance that you have, man, like, do you – is it just, like, the Brad Howe batting stance, or do you have, like – Man, it, you know? I don't know. It's, you know, it's weird because I take some pictures sometimes for our uh, our Yard Goats team here. Nice. Bro. And we got to play at the, the Grasshopper Stadium, our minor league – or low A, low A – uh, minor league team that's local here we get one game a year there every year and our coach got this our girl to like professional will take some pictures so it's weird i was like oh there's some of me here for the first time and it was weird to see me batting dude i'm kind of like 
I don't know. I was trying to think who it was the other day, but I guess I'm just kind of hunkered. I'm spread out. I don't take much of a stride. I just try yeah. to like throw the hips, throw the hands, and just not, you know, will for anything too much. But it's like, man, we used to go play home run derby with my buddy Randall, who would be coming down here. And when we were in college, we would go to these little fields. That's kind of one way we got back into playing ball. Just like, it's just like, not little league fields, but just like softball fields, I guess. Like, you know, maybe 300 feet was like the deepest part of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's what's up. Like 270 in the in the gap. That's more like what we were liking, right? Or like, nice. <laughs> you know. And we would just get a bucket, of, or not a bucket, just a few old baseballs we had and just a bat. And we're just like very stupidly throwing, like <laughs> trying to throw little darts from like 15 feet away. We're like, okay, just make sure you pull it and don't hit me in the face. Yeah, that's, that's a dangerous <laughs> proposition right there because someone's getting facial reconstructive surgery. Like, we're yeah. going to hit this insurance deductible this afternoon, man. But good luck with that. But it was fun, man. And, you know, like we would like, you know, once in a while you get into one and hit one about about two, you know, 290, 295, just, just barely over to them. We're like, well, that still feels great. Like, we should play ball again. And Hell yeah, dude. Here we are, you know, years later, still playing in men's leagues, but I'm here to like also promote some men's league play because if you live anywhere near like a city and I mean, there's nothing wrong with playing softball. Like a lot of dudes play softball, Sure. do anything you want to do to get you out there. But like, there's probably a solid league somewhere nearby if you live in a city and they're like, it's a lot of fun, you know, and ours, you know, it's not very, uh, it's pretty competitive. You know, but it's not necessarily like super serious, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah, I think it does. And I'm glad you mentioned that because I know that that I did earlier in the spring, like I got in that softball league. And it's been really fun for me to actually get active in the sport of baseball because with this whole podcast having like ever since my daughter was born. And it sounds like a broken record, but it means a lot to me. But ever since my daughter was born, I've just had like this refocus on, you know, family and a lot of that, you know, stemming from my early childhood is, you know, centered around baseball. And it's one thing to get involved with baseball from just like a like a uh, like a passenger standpoint. You know, like we live right now, like in a in a in an observer society. You know, with like Instagram and social media and all this stuff, it's really easy to immerse yourself something into something out of pure convenience and not like physically get involved. But the second I got in that softball league, it was like it, it was a big deal to me because it brought back like it was just so damn fun, man. You know, to be around a group of dudes in the dugout. And I remember like one of the first night games we played, the game started at like seven o'clock and I'm in the outfield while the sun's going down. Dude, I can hear the crickets in the outfield. And it was just on. It was just another level of just being involved that made me happy. And so when you had, you know, sent me that message about if I wanted to play, I was like, hell yeah, I want to do that because I knew like actually like the physical act of doing something sometimes is lost in, you know, the world we live in because everything is so convenient and it's just nice to sit at home and do it ourselves, you know, because we work 40, 50 hours a week and it's like, oh damn, you mean I got to like get in a car and, you know, drive an hour to a ballpark and stuff like that and play ball. But it, to me, man, it's meant the world. Like it's been so fun. Like I can't explain it, but it's just... It's nice to go out and, you know, meet friends and physically, like, get involved in baseball and, like, the little shit, you know? Like, I saw, I got, like, a new scar on my elbow, right? I got a scar on my elbow at 37 years old from sliding into second base. I'm pouring blood. I feel like mankind on WWF, like, in the 90s, you know what I mean? <laughs> and it was just so badass. And so I love it. So when I started playing ball, 
and I like, you know, I bought all the bats or whatever, like I would encourage people on the podcast, like if they had, you know, to try to research those local leagues or at least just get like, like there's one guy that I did a podcast with John who just bought like a pitch back where I guess a net, he would just throw a ball at it and it would come back to him or whatever. So, um, so yeah, that's what I would like to know. So like, let me ask you this. So I think one of the most intimidating things about getting back into playing baseball. So like, you know, from my perspective, cause I'm 37 years old and I haven't played real baseball since I was like in high school. Right. So what, it, so that's an, that's a pretty intimidating thing to be like, right. Cause I could easily like go out and play like touch football tomorrow because I can run or basketball, you know, but like, hitting a baseball is the hardest thing in the world. So yeah. like, what would you tell somebody who's like, Hey man, like I haven't played baseball in 20 years. You know, I'm, I'm nervous to do it and I don't think I can do it. You know, like, what would you say to folks like that? And have you seen guys like that, you know, come back in who haven't played in forever? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing I would say is just when you strike out, just make sure you're swinging your ass off, you know, just no two-strike approach, swing as hard as you can, have fun. <laughs> That's basically what I'm saying, just have fun, you know, like, if you come onto a team that we get, like, we're, our team and our, I, I play in an 18 and up league and a 35 and up league. Our 18 and up league, like, I'm like the oldest guy on the team, <laughs> but I'm, I'm still contributing because I can catch, you know. We yeah. got a couple dudes who can throw hard on that team too, and it's fun. Like I like being able to catch, but if I don't get a hit all year, like none of those dudes care. You know, I have fun in the dugout, keep it loose, we bullshit and all that, and like everybody has fun. We get like a couple new dudes out of the draft, just like if you don't know a team, you know, like you just get in this player pool in our league, and you, they just assign you to the team that has the lowest number of like rostered players. So we get these guys in, and, and our coach who's also one of our best players too, but he's a great guy. And he's just really good about making sure like, Hey, you're going to get an AB. There's unlimited defensive substitutions. So like, you know, he's going to get you some time somewhere if you show up at the game and it's just fun. Like you go out there and like, no, like if you, like for you, you haven't played since high school, like you're not going to be good. Like you're not, you're not going to be like, you're not going to have 20 hits in a tournament. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You can be pretty good and not have but a couple hits in a tournament if like depending on your matchups and that's what baseball does, man. Like like it just it's always been like that. It always humbles you eventually, you know, so like just enjoy it. You know, I got dude, this playoff started. I'm like five for seven every two games in the playoffs. I'm on like one of my hottest streaks right oh, now. That's like, what's up. That's what's up, Mr. August. Mr. August. Oh, it's great timing, right? But, I mean, I could go. We're playing the best team on Sunday. I could go over, but whatever. I, I faced a guy the other day who's, like, in our league, he's, like, 42 years old, and he plays in both leagues, and he was an ex, uh, you know, he's a little guy, but he's just, like, a good pitcher. And I've hit him some. He's got me some. The other day, we had this tight game, and I had this battle with him, you know, and it fouled off a few, got to a full count, and then the dude just, like, blows one just by me, foul tip, just barely tipped it in the <laughs> game and i look up at him i'm like dude just tip my hat like hey that was fun you got me that time you know it's just like what are you going to do about it dude we we don't practice i go to work every day on my own business i work all the time we roll up to games you're putting your cleats on sometimes like true show and go just like oh hey are we home, are we home or away there's no scoreboard there's That's no scorekeeper you know you got two umpires they're usually terrible you know, but they're the same terrible umps we've had forever, so you give them a break. Like, if you are a bad umpire, you belong in a men's league. You know, nice. you're, you're a good umpire. You do not – you shouldn't be out there anyway. So it's like, 
you know, did Dean miss that call? Of course he did. He's been paying attention. <laughs> they're like, was that ball in the dirt and he called a strike? Maybe, but next time he might, you know, he might give you one the other way around when you're hitting or something. So it's like, just come out there and, and have fun and remember why you why you went there. But you're going to get to compete, though. And, and I like to compete. Like I said, it's like being competitive is fun. And that's why guys go play, like, pick up basketball and stuff, too. Yeah. Like, you want to go play. Or you, you go out there and play in, like, flag football. Like, you know you want to get hit on that deep post, baby, and catch that ball and then, you know, take it to the house, even though no one gives a shit one way or another if you catch that ball or not. <laughs> Come home and tell your wife, does she really care? She's like, oh, cool. Sounds like you had fun, honey. Like, she doesn't She doesn't care. Nobody cares. Yeah. It's all it's all for us. You know, this is like a selfish thing almost to me, you know, and I like that because it goes back to like self-care too. If I'm going to be good for like my partner and my family or my friends or whatever, like you got to take care of yourself. And like to me, baseball is my favorite thing. So I'm going to go play some baseball games or going to watch some baseball games or going to get on a podcast with you and talk about the 90s Braves and other stuff. Right. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. We just love it. Like, I don't know. What is your favorite batting stance? Like, I hope I get to see the Quentin McCree. That's the one I want to see, dude, because. If I go up there and see Gary Sheffield and you strike out, I'm going to love it just as much. But I want to see what you got. You know, I want to see what your stance Listen, is. Listen, I don't know how anybody in the world does the Gary Sheffield without breaking their wrist. So, like, my – so I did what you said. So my batting stance is one out of self-preservation because my goal is just to make contact and not – I want to – my goal is to get an out by not striking out. So how my batting stance has evolved is, like, completely by accident – it's like 86 Mets Lenny Dykstra, right? Because he's sort of like low, a little low. Wait, are I, you left? No, no, I'm a righty, though. I'm a righty, right? Wow. So, like, I'm not I kind of wanted you to be lefty because I envision you as fast and just like every ground ball, I just envision you just getting thrown out by half step. I, I, honestly, I never <laughs> even thought about that. But I, if that would, I mean, maybe I should have went that route because it, here's the thing, man. In my head, I think I'm fast. But I'm comparing myself to, like, eighth grade Quentin. And so I don't know, like, I'm probably about as fast as a turtle, possibly, you know. But I feel in my heart, like, <laughs> funny shit. So when the softball league started, man, I totally, like, because at the time, like, in the spring, like, my cardio was pretty good. So I'll routinely jog around the neighborhood and stuff, right? Now, there's a big difference between jogging in a straight line and running the bases. So I would have to deal the first couple games my wife came to and she's harassing me from, you know, the the bleachers because every time like I would round third and go home, like I would almost fall on my face. And that <laughs> like right the fall forward, like yeah, the fall but, forward thing that takes yes. forever and then you eventually just eat it. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. But like I but here's the thing, like I, I didn't fall on my face both times, thank God. And so that's what I'm saying. So when I'm running, it feels like I'm fast. So when I scored, like one of the first times, my wife looks at me and she goes, I could tell you were trying to run hard. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? And I think it means like she probably looked at my face and it was like one of like pure anguish. Like if there was a face of a man giving birth, that's probably what I looked like. And so for her to say, I could tell you were trying to run fast. Like, I don't think I was moving fast, but I think I was making all the expressions like I was moving fast. So how would you, how would you compare your speed to back when you had to flee like 
when you TP the house and somebody busts you. I like, mean, well, there's sure. there's just no way. Like, I have acid reflux chronic. I don't know if that slows me down or not, but it surely has to. Now, like, I don't. Hmm. I'm also That's like. <laughs> Like, did that start, like, the first time you just sprinted out of Pizza Hut after downing with Bigfoot? I, I, I guess so, to be honest with you. Like, I, I don't really know. But, like, when my body moves, it sounds like the creaky floor of an antique store. I don't know where I went downhill, but it's happened. So there's no way that I can be as fast. But, uh, you know, I'm banking on somebody in the field being as creaky as I am and maybe just dude, you are, know, missing a catch or missing a throw. I'm super excited, dude, to get, like, the camaraderie, man. When you had mentioned self-care, like, that goes a long way, dude. Like, I feel like when guys like us get old, we have a tendency, you know, like, I'll forget about myself sometimes. And I'm like, no, I don't need to do that or what. And what I realize, man, as I get older, like, it's a lot of those little things in life that go a long way, you know. Like, we might be, like, as dudes, like, oh, I don't really need a lot of friends. Or, nah, you know, I'm not going to get in my car and drive an hour to go play baseball. Like, I'll just watch it. That's fine. But it's those it's, it's those little things that really make a difference, you know? But to get back to the batting stance, I'm all over the place, man. Yeah, uh, you know how we do. Uh, yeah. it's So it's turned into, like, a variety, but it's turned into a little bit of Lenny Dykstra, man, because, like, I'm, my stance is spread out, so I have no stride whatsoever. Okay. I got a 33-31 bat, which is pretty light, and I got the one with the Bonds knob on the bottom. So the bats that Dave gave me at Brooklyn Bat, I don't know if I'll use them. and Well, I'll use them until I break the bat that I'm going to use first because I know what's going to happen because – Yeah, what I, is – if you thought to your first at bat, you've got like five new bats, you're like, which one are you going with? Yeah, I mean, I'm going with the light. I'm going with the light, the Bonds bat because it's got a big barrel, but it's the lightest bat I have, and so because that's what he would do, man. So when he like, uh, like broke the home run record in '01, he had like a bat with a big old bell knob on the bottom of it, and apparently that's supposed to act as a counterweight to make the bat smoother. So his bats are basically like a big barrel, but they're balanced. So I've got one of those, and not from Sandbat though. I got it from another company for like eighty bucks. So I'm going to use that, and then as soon as I break that bat, I'll just – I'll get into those other bats or whatever. But that's what I'm running now, man. I've got the – Question uh, now, though. Now, what? are you envisioning like, you know, jam shot, like explosion where the barrel goes like past, you know, the third baseman? Or are you thinking more like you crack it and then you got to go bow breaker over the leg? I'm not even that far. I'm wondering how much I'm going to flinch when I get the first breaking pitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's <laughs> what I'm wondering. Like, yeah. I imagine the first pitch is, like, if I get anything off speed. I'm probably going to yeah. duck in the box like it's going to come at my face. I'm going to be on my ass halfway out of the batter's box, and the umpire is going to call a strike. And I'm going to be like, oh, shit, man. So I'm not even that far. This but is where we need to, like, really, like, People, well, we don't, people don't know this, but so I'm in Greensboro, North Carolina. You're in like kind of Charlotte, right outside of Charlotte, South Carolina border-ish, right? That's so right. it's like not that far. I mean, we could legit, if we both drove an hour to some random sandlot, I could throw breaking balls at you, dude. I mean, I'm not going to throw you anything nasty, but I'm like, you want to just see a little spin? I'm like, we throw this. We've discussed this plenty of times. We're like, we may get up and hit, but yeah. now the tournament's a month away. We're not, of course, not going to do this, but... You know, the day before the turning, when we're down there before the games start, 
we'll just uh, we'll just play some wiffle ball. It's basically the same thing. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. I'm super excited to just know what this tournament's like. Let me ask you this, man. Like, what is like, what's the dugout feel like in this season? Well, actually, no. Let me rewind this question. So. I want to get down to like the bare bones of a league so people understand like what you're playing. So you're in a league that plays every single year, same teams, right? Yeah, this league, I think it's been like, well, it's not always the same teams because if you make a team, you can join the league, but it's the same ah. retreads for like forever. Like I got a guy on a 35 plus I play with. He's been in the league for like 15 years, you know? Okay. Like, as soon as he got out of college, he stayed, he moved back home or moved back to the area for a job. And then just like, still love baseball, even though, like, you know, I didn't go pro, but he played four years in college. It's like, oh, there's a local league. Boom. <laughs> Never quit playing. You know what I'm saying? And then there's people like me who just randomly heard about it. Uh, shoot, I, I guess I've been playing since like my sixth year in the league. Okay. I randomly heard about it, you know, and I hadn't played since high school. And I was like, yeah, I would love to do something like that. Well, it's, we, we, we play once a week. We play on Sundays for the Young League, and then for the 35 up, we play one weeknight, either Monday, Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, usually. But now the playoffs are here. We've had a bunch of rainouts, dude, so it's like, oh, we got to make up here. I'm playing like four games this week, which is ridiculous because <laughs> I catch. I'm like, I can't do that. It's going to be ready for the tournament, which was this tournament is cool because – we like going down there and you get to play like at minimum five games. And if you keep, you know, if you get to the playoffs or the championship, you get like seven or eight games. So you can play a quarter of your season in a weekend down here, you know, in Myrtle beach, as opposed to what we do, we play, it's like April to September, but it's one game a week, basically, you know, so, which is plenty, you know, dude, that's well, badass because it resembles like an actual major league baseball season. You know, you're playing from the spring to the fall. Yeah, basically. I mean, like, it's fun that way. I like it this way. And, you know, you got, there's one in Charlotte. We went down to a tournament in Charlotte this, yeah. this year where I got to finally meet you in person. But that was a new thing. And they did a good job of that tournament. And they have a league, you know, and I don't, I don't really know much about that league, but I think everybody's, you know, got the same struggles. It's like you have, you know, getting fields where you rent fields because you're trying to, like, compete with, you know, uh, kids who haven't had their dreams dashed yet. You guys aren't going pro. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> but, you know, you know, they're playing. They get, they rent fields the same yeah. as we do. So you just kind of have to get what you can. And so we end up playing at a lot of kind of garbage fields. But that, I like that. <laughs> you know, that we don't deserve any nice fields necessarily. You know, it's like as long as we don't go out here and get hurt, which some of these you better watch out, you know, like on a ground ball. It's like you're not getting that true. Uh, hop you know you better watch your face because there might be some rocks yeah. out there might be a lip about eight inches deep you know off the dirt to the grass and uh the various uh objects in the outfield that may be there you know you never know guy today legit like tripped on like sprinkler head that was sticking up about three inches that was yeah that was a little scary because this was like actually like an athletic young guy like 21 years old probably and he kind of hurt his ankle so i'm like oh, sorry dude all right yeah, that's the stuff that can get you, man. Like, if there's the fields that by my house, man, they've got like a couple random, like, I get holes in the ground, and I assume it's just for like drainage and stuff like that. And sometimes they'll get uncovered when the guys are mowing or whatever, like that. Um, 
I forgot what I was going to ask. Standard city fields for sure. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, it is like a rec, just city rec field there, and right beside you. There is, yeah. I mean, we'll think about it. It's like an hour away, but yeah, it's like in Charlotte proper. And I think they've, I've looked them up, man, because I got a buddy that plays in that league. He plays in like the 25 and up league or whatever. And he said that, like, um, I mean, it's a great league, dude. I think they got like eight or 10 teams probably or whatever. And he's been playing in it for. I think just, you know, since he got out of college as well, because he's only like 27 or 28, I think now. But he yep. mentioned that a couple weeks ago, like he, he plays second base. And he said he had – him and they were turning a double play, and the guy coming into second came in standing up, like didn't even get out of the way. And did my you buddy, just drill him in the throat on the turn? <laughs> almost did. And he told him next time, he goes, you better get down because I'm going to throw one of your teeth next time or whatever. And they started chirping a little bit, you know. So what's the uh, like? What's the competition like on these teams? Like, Do you ever get instances like that where like it's a really heated matchup well, between two teams? It gets a little chirpy. Yeah, there's one team in our league, and it's just like, it's just their manager is just kind of an idiot. And he's actually a pretty nice guy, like, when you're not playing. He's just not yeah. very self-aware of how, like, annoying he is, To One, like, his team, his, well, his teammates or his, like, his players, I guess, since he's the manager, and the umpires. They're like, he's a guy that doesn't get it. Like I said, Dean, you know, Dean just rolled in, you know, from coaching or uh, umping, like, a Legion game that morning, had a – a beer or two at lunch, you know, and he's coming out for the, for the four thirty game in our league. Like, you think he's like, what do you think he's going to do? Like, you know, (laughs) he's, he's Angel Hernandez basically out there. Yeah, man. We ain't in here saving lives, man. God bless the guy. He has a few beers, man. It's a Sunday and we're all, we're all around baseball, you know, like just get real. But but if this dude's like, you know, chirping at him or he's just like, miss call. I mean, like there's just a couple of people like that. But I would say like 90, but everybody knows all of them. You know, they're just kind of like, oh, that's just so-and-so yeah. being so-and-so. It rarely ever, no, I mean, we've never had any kind of like dust up or anything like that. I have told a couple people, um, like some, it's more like people that almost have played and not enough that they're not aware they're like throwing their bat back. Like a guy almost like yeah. kill me, like, you know, hit the ball and then he just throws the bat back. And I'm like, man, I just went to his the manager over there, because I could tell this kid was kind of new, and I was like, hey, yeah. you got to talk to him about that because that's dangerous. And the umpire was, you know, he's like, yeah, y'all got that. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. I mean, you get more of that than you get just – and like that guy about second at second, I bet you he just didn't know what the hell he was doing. And your boy is trying to be like, yo, I'm saying this for your safety. You better get down because I don't want to throw one in your face because I'm just going to muscle memory and bam, bam, you know, because I was a – college player a few years ago and I just turned DPs because that's what I did in practice every day for five hours. You know, he still got that kind of feel to it. So I think that's more like what we run into. It's not too, it's not too chirpy. Yeah. That's a pretty cool thing, man. And like, it's, I, I don't have any problems with that, man. Like to me, it's okay. Like I like that competition aspect of it, but also like, you know, like you never want to see guys try to like show up umps on a Sunday afternoon, you know, because like those are the guys out there you know, sacrificing their time and, you know, donating it so we get the chance to play. Let me talk to you about the Myrtle Beach Tournament. So this Myrtle Beach Tournament that we're going to, this is a part of, like, is this a part of the league that you guys play in all summer, or is this, like, part of, like, a different federation or something? No, it's a whole different thing. It's called U.S. Adult Baseball. Um, I don't know. They've been around a few years, but they run a tournament, and, you know, either the winner – 
or early spring down in Florida. They run this big one in the, in the fall and uh, the World Series that we play in at uh, Myrtle Beach. They have they have them in a couple other places too. I think but those are the only ones anywhere near us or on the East Coast that I remember. Um, the Florida one's been interesting. I thought about going down there. Like hey, we might go down there. if we have fun, man. If we have fun now, everything goes pretty smoothly. Maybe yeah. we should look into maybe doing the Florida one um, next year or something. But yeah, it's a it's its own thing. But um, there's some out in like. Vegas and stuff like that too, but I can't remember if it's from the same organization. But there are some like pretty big amateur baseball, like men's baseball leagues, just across the country every year. There's always going to be four or five pretty big tourneys. So yeah, and you know, it seems and like it's, down here too, it's like 20, 25 and up, thirty five and up, and forty five and up. Even this, you know, these last couple of years oh, they've had yeah, enough okay. teams to have a forty five and up tournament, which some of those dudes are like pretty damn good. <laughs> you go look at them, it's like. <laughs> You know, you, these dudes used to be like ballers. You can tell back in the day, yeah. but like, I played with some guys like that in the thirty-five up league. Like, there's two guys on my team that are over fifty that are like two of our better players. That's badass know? to me, man. Because yeah. I thought like before I understood like all the workings of these leagues. Like, I just assumed like my ball playing days were done. Like, those are behind me. Like, I didn't realize there were other options for me you know that's such a big deal and this myrtle beach tournament like it's played at the ripkin experience and the ripkin experience is super cool like it's a because they have the there's like four or five fields one of them's like polo grounds replica basically dude so bad um and then i guess a couple other ones might might be replicas too but i can't remember what they were but the fields are all turf which is a little bit different you know from what i'm used to doing but Man, you talk about sliding, you want to go get you some fresh strawberries, you got a good scar on your elbow, you want to get you a new one, dude, you can burn yourself on that turf sliding, but it's also like, it just makes the game kind of faster, which I feel like is good for us, because you get clean, true hops, but you also like, if you don't hit a ball that well, it can still get through the hole, though, because it's turf, it's fast. That's what I'm hoping for, man, like, I'm just hoping for a lucky drop, pal, or just like, you know, something I can like squeeze through the infield that just, you know, just sails on that turf. Yeah, you're going to be fine. I mean, it's like, there's some, like, especially in the 35 and up, I feel like there's no dudes that are necessarily like just gassing you up. I think the probably the hardest somebody threw last year might be mid upper eighties, you know, um, most guys I feel like are low 80s or less, but they might be guys that just like used to throw cheese, you know, and now they're just like, well, I still know how to throw a, a good breaking ball. Some of them be throwing some knucks at you. You know, you're going to get a lot of like good Dude, change. If, some, up, if someone but, throws me a knuckleball, I will just stand in utter confusion. Like there's <laughs> <laughs> like, I've never had anyone throw me a knuckleball. Like I know what it's supposed to look like. And like to see a ball coming at you, that's not spinning, but that's sort of, you know, darting around like a UFO in the sky over a cornfield. I would be like, what in the world? Like, that would be crazy. They're very hard to catch, too. Because, I mean, like, yeah. it's not like you're like, uh, you know, somebody throwing normally and you're trying to, like, read what's coming out of their hand in a millisecond. Like, most guys, it's just like, oh, I see he's throwing a knuckleball. <laughs> and then, like, no one knows where the hell it's going. So it's always pretty interesting. Dude. Hey, let me ask you this. So if. People are listening to this that probably don't play ball, myself included. So, because um, I'm just getting back into it, which I'm so excited, man. But, like, let's say somebody's listening to this podcast and you're like, damn, I ought to go out and play ball. 
And I know one of my initial excuses was always like, oh, I don't know. Like, I'm so far away from being able to hit a baseball, it felt intimidating. And I'm like, I don't even know what to do. So if someone's thinking about getting into baseball again and they haven't played like in 20 years, like what would you recommend them to do to get ready, you know, to sort of get their feet wet into just like getting ready? Because me, like I, I can tell you what I did and what I've been doing. Like I ordered one of the first things I did was order a tea. And then leading up to this tournament, like I've just been working on my cardio you know, like I last, I think it's like last week, dude, I was like, listen to the Rocky soundtrack running around the neighborhood. I felt really good. <laughs> I was listening to burning heart and all that stuff. It, I felt really good about it. But what would you in all seriousness recommend to somebody that's going to get back in? Well, I hate, it. I hate it anytime you say in all seriousness, but I'll be serious and say, I think honestly, like we all got to go to work tomorrow. kind of thing is the mindset too, man. So like, do do you know be a little bit aware of like uh not getting yourself hurt i think a lot of it's more like guys arms though because like throwing been thrown in a while you might go out there and throw a little bit and you're like oh that's feel pretty good and you start airing it out or whatever like you know that's not how it works dude it will hurt you at some point you know so i think like just like throwing some up before you're really trying to go play is helpful you know, going to the cages, hitting off a tee, just doing a little baseball. Th- the baseball stuff is so, like, specific. Like you say, it's not like going to grab a ball, uh, you know, a basketball or going just t- uh, chucking a football around. You know, you have to, like, kind of get those, like, finer motor skills, you know, in place. And the big thing is just, like, people pulling muscles here and there or getting hit by a pitch, too. Yeah. Like, the on the uh, – what was it like Evo shields and stuff like that? Those protective equipment is so much more common nowadays. And it's really like, I know the old salty bastards would be like, not in our day. Like you hit me in the elbow and I just rub some dirt on it or whatever, you know, tough up, go drink a beer and I'm good. <laughs> I bet you all of those dudes would have fucking wore this Evo shield if it was around. Back. <laughs> they absolutely <laughs> would have. <laughs> because guess what though? That, that determined on the, the longer you can play, the longer you can get like paid, you know, is a thing too. Like if you can make major league baseball money, dude, like, of course, like you want to like make that, that's a big part of like the, the dream too, right? Like we don't all think about that. We're like, we pay for nothing. Well, like that's what thousands of minor league dudes are doing all the time oh, yeah. playing oh, for yeah. like below poverty level. Cause they love baseball, but that was a love the chance that, Hey, I've invested this in my whole life. Like I have a chance maybe to get paid too, you know? So we like gotta remember if you really this is how you tell you really love ball like i pay a couple hundred bucks to this league to help cover like you know the field rental and the umpires shitty pay it's basically all the money that you pay for goes into and then you know then you go to ebay and you go to play against sports and you go to east bay and you go to all these places and you buy cool shit because it's fun you know but all of that is just part of the experience as much as playing i feel like you know it, it is man like i enjoyed like getting everything like oh like, hell yeah like, so i got the gift for myrtle too i can't wait i'm just like been like kind of like stringing it along but oh man we're going going online shopping here yeah i don't i don't have a helmet yet so like the only thing i really got to get is a helmet i think but like i got a rawlings glove that played against sports like a couple of years ago that i was super pumped to get a hold of and then you know, like getting those new bats, like that for sure is part of the experience, you know, which is, you know, buying the gear that you have to get, which is awesome. 
But yeah, the, helmet. Yeah, dude. Now I'm saying this is a, this is actually me as your manager being like, yeah, bring a helmet because <laughs> I don't have enough helmets for people. <laughs> bring a helmet. That's all you really need in your bat and your glove. But you know, they provide balls there at Ripken. That's pretty cool too. Like you can definitely steal your ball or two. No one's going to notice. Yeah. Take those back. Put it in your super cool office slash baseball cave you have there. Yeah, I'll be like Cousin Eddie at the all-you-can-eat buffet on Vegas vacation. I'll just be like, give me some of the blue and give me some of the red, and I'll just like put some in a bag and take it home with me. So that'll be really fun. I uh, what What's this deal with pants? Do I need pants that match the unis? Just white pants. White pants. Because some people do like full unis. You know, I couldn't really – I wasn't really trying to cough up like the full set. But – some people do gray pants too. We did that one year with uh, yeah. the younger team, and you know, a couple of people forgot their gray pants and had a little scramble. <laughs> you know, so I'm just trying to keep it simple. Just get some white pants. Go with both of our jerseys. Yeah, that's, that, all you need. that's an underrated portion of the hat. Too, dude. That, the hat the, the hat's badass, man. That's an underrated thought of it too. Like the actual like playing ball is really fun but the little stuff like getting your like putting a baseball uniform on like so in the softball league i had already i've already got white pants and i ordered just like tall red socks and then ordered some old school stirrups too and putting those bad boys on for the first time i was like dude this feels good you know and so like that's part of the experience too because like in these leagues like we're going to myrtle and then the leagues you play in on a weekly basis like you guys are full unit up right every week oh yeah yeah, man, every week. Well, our coach, like, he likes uh, – he's like me, man. He likes – we like playing dress-up, dude, a little bit. That's what it is. We're just we're just playing dress-up. Go out there, put on your stirrups, you know, or you can – you know, i got some – there's one dude on our team. He goes straight, like, early 2000s Manny. He just tucks that thing under that last spike, you know. It's pretty cool. It's not my style, but I respect it. He's a Dominican dude. It's cool. Nice. You know, he's like, I like it. I like different, you know. Just go do whatever you want to do, but we're all still in the same uniform, but you get to do your own thing, you know? It's fun. Yeah, I think that's a blast for sure, but I can't wait to get on that field. I've never played on a turf field before, so I'm going to get some turf shoes, but... The uh, turfs are fine. It's more more comfortable, I feel like, if you're playing in turfs, if you play, like, game after game, or doubleheaders, you know, every day for three or four days. Like, we're all... Your feet and legs will be hurting, you know, for sure, if you're playing a lot out there or just standing up. Even standing in the dugout often, that might get you tired if it's hot out there. So, but the dugout bullshitting is the best part of the baseball period for sure. So, dude, yeah, that's part of it. The like, I'm like, we even we st- like you started the group chat like a few weeks ago, whatever, and there was a little bit of banter going back and forth in that group chat that was just a blast, you know. And I definitely like, you know, it's gonna be pretty fun just going out and cutting up and having fun and you know stuff like that. So I think it's a blast. I think it should be a blast, and hopefully, like. I know, and I'd mentioned a second ago, but like what I've done leading up is like I did get a tee, so that helped a lot too. Um, done, a, I've done a lot of cardio a little bit. I went to the pitching machines a little bit like a few weeks ago, and they went up to 70, and I could hit 70. But obviously, that's not like a real life arm, but that was a blast too. So, like, if you're listening to this, like any cage you go to, if they've got pitching machines, they're probably going to run like 40 miles an hour to 70 miles an hour. So, just get in there and let it, it rip, and then yeah, just seeing a ball come at you yeah. is like big. There, hitting off tee is good. Uh, I like a little side toss or you know a front toss. So like your buddy uh, or your brother-in-law or somebody that's li- somebody that's close to you saying right, like yeah, just go up to the uh, you know the the back of some rec field. Hope 
preferably to a sign that says no pepper allowed and just like a hundred percent absolutely or no hitting into the fence and then just like toss them up and hit them in the fence to just be a, just be an outlaw absolutely like the, man you I, think nails dykstra would care if that sign was there and no, that's what your batting stance that's what your batting stance says so uh also are you going to be are you going to be rocking the <laughs> You know, softball-sized chaw in your mouth Listen, like, like nails. <laughs> that, that's what I wondered, and I think I probably should. I should probably just shove a whole pouch of Red Man in there. But here's the thing. I'll need to put it in right before I bat because I'll probably barf <laughs> right when it's done, you know, because that's a, that's a lot of chaw to put in. But I think I have to. I don't think I have time to grow a mullet. I might do a mustache, though, possibly do a mustache. I think a mustache is probably a pretty good idea. Or I might there's just. Guy on, there's a guy on our team, or he's going to be, he plays in our league, but I don't see him a lot, you know, but he's on another team and all, but uh, he's coming down to play with us. And he showed up the other day because his team was playing after us. And he had a, like, disturbingly huge mustache out of nowhere. <laughs> I guess he had a beard. The last time I saw him, he just cut yeah. it into that thing. And I was like, oh, wow, that's going to play nice and Myrtle. I hope you keep that, dude. Yeah, especially if you're like a pitcher, you got to really intimidate people. Like if I'm going up against a pitcher that's got, you know, a stash like Al Roboski, I might be shook a little bit. But if the guy's clean shaven, like I'll stupidly, you know, think I can hit him a little better. But Yeah, and I'm, he's going to be like Maddox up there and he's just going to carve you because he just looks like a choir boy. Like there's some of those yeah. dudes, man. Don't let them fool you. They're, I don't, you know, I sent you some clip. Oh, this is a thing too. This is a big announcement. I don't think I've told you this yet. But you can pay like a very small fee. <laughs> To get this to go be able to live, they live stream the games, dude. They live stream every game of that tournament. Oh, okay. I so, have to get that. What now? We're paying for not, that. Do I need to pay for that? No, nah, I think I'll probably pay for it. I'll just give her my password. Oh, don't tell anyone I said that. Um, but you know, it's not much money though. And I remember our uh, somebody did that last year, and we were able to watch it. So it's cool. A couple of dudes in the younger league, you know, hit some bombs and they got legit like good footage of them hitting bombs because the cameras are posted up at like uh, way up behind on like the pole up on the net behind the you know home plate. Like this so you is have, like, shit. You can't really see like great stuff going on like uh, in the outfield necessarily, but you can see the pitcher, the the batter, and the infield pretty well. But definitely like you can definitely see what's going on at the plate pretty well. Dude, this is a big production. I'm super excited about this. Listen, yeah, I have to. I mean, I'll pay whatever I have to do to get the live six, stream on. Six because... grand. It's Ben Mummy. Ben Mummy's. I think it's six grand. I think it's six thousand dollars. <laughs> Dude, what kind of guy? Let me ask you this: Like, what kind of guys? Like, are there ex pros that play in these leagues? Like, have you run into a lot of ex pros? Dude, you know. This is a. This is a. This is a thing too, dude. And then 25 and up, especially, like, there's a lot of, I think, there's a lot of active pros up in that base, dude. The rule is, like, you're not supposed to, if you've been, I think I got to go check on this, but I know it's at least a year. Like, you have to be out of professional baseball for a year. And that means it's affiliated ball and you're in, like, double A. Of course, you, that doesn't work if you're a big leader. No, no that's not allowed. If you are playing for some dog shit frontier league team, if they pay you to play, you're actually not allowed to be in the tournament. Yeah. So there's a bunch of these. I think there's a bunch of these independent league dudes that probably play that yeah. just get away with it. But in the 35 and up, that's not really much of an issue because, you know, guys our age are just out of pro ball pretty much, you know. But you might have somebody that just played a year or two ago, and, and, and they – especially like uh, 
you know, more like your in shape type of guys in, in you know, like utility type of guys, like some of those dudes, I feel like yeah. more recent, but there is a team that were that is in this tournament that if all their dudes show up, they are definitely like the class of this tournament Stacked. and hopefully we can upset them. <laughs> right. Uh, they're called the, bad, the bad news bears out of Florida. And a pan, the rumor is they have like uh Diana Navarro's on their roster. Shit, that's right. Last, Lasting's millage is on their roster. <laughs> These are some dudes, you know, like you made it to the bigs, man. You're going to be better than, uh, you know, everyone's still in the tournament. Basically. Listen, let me ask you this, man. So Mike Piazza and Carlos Baerga, they follow my Instagram page. I wonder if I could like DM them and be like, hey, you guys want to come play some ball? <laughs> Why not? All you can all you can do is ask, right? All you just shoot my shot, you know? Dude, I asked Marcus Giles because Marcus Giles was a uh, – I've got a little loose connection with him. We chatted a few times before, and I was just like randomly <laughs> one night, you know, like maybe a little under some influence. It's just like, yo, dude, it's like, you want to come play in this tournament in Myrtle Beach? I was like, you can ask your brother to come too. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. And, uh, you know, got some crickets back on that response, but that's fine. I respect it. I didn't expect him to say anything, but, you know, what? If, it's kind of like I did with you, though. I'm just like, I don't even know you, but I just saw your post and like laughed my ass off at you stuff. <laughs> Anyone who listens to this obviously goes to Quentin's Instagram page. But if you don't, man, do yourself a favor and just go back. Just look at that's all of his posts, like any of them. It's just yeah. It's capturing. It's just stupid how creative he is and how much he nails what we all like experience, like growing up watching like '80s and '90s baseball. Man, he just nails it. So yeah, that's pretty- why we're all here anyway. Hell yeah, it's, man! It's the community that you make, dude. So that I just felt that community. And I didn't know, I didn't know where the hell you lived. I had no idea you could have lived in California. Then I was like, hey, man, just uh, you're the type of dude who I think might want to do this. So I'm like, hey, you want to go play in this tournament? And he was like, two seconds later, he's like, yo. Hell yeah, I'll go. <laughs> I, I don't even know if I could see a baseball at this point, man. But that's what I would encourage people to do. Like, if you follow the podcast and you're into this whole, like, this baseball thing and really enjoying the community. Like, listen, I'm putting myself out there to completely embarrass myself. And I don't really care that much, man, because I've met you. I'm going to meet a bunch of good guys. I'm probably going to barf behind the dugout because I accidentally swallowed some red man. Like I don't care, but I would encourage anybody just to go out and do it. You know, I feel like I'll somehow document my experience through Instagram. So you can see what real embarrassment looks like, because I'm going to set the bar low but my embarrassment bar is going to be set really, really high, you know, because I'm just going to go with it, and then we'll see what happens, bar. you know. Yeah, yeah. The uh, I will say too, while we're just speaking, I've been, I thought about this a minute ago, but speaking of recruiting specifically, okay, of course, ask Mike Piazza if he wants to come out there and hit some tanks. Of course, his mustache is probably still just exquisite, I would imagine too. Solid, solid. So Carlos, Carlos Baerga. Carlos Baerga, he better show up with just like that classic mid '90s chain bouncing too, as he just like 100%. smacks a double down the line. I, li- I used to love the way that dude run would run too. He just kind of he looked like he was running hard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you got cool dudes or smooth runners. Like he looked like he was running hard, but he was pretty athletic and a, a damn like underrated yeah. player. I'd say you know. Absolutely, man. Those Indians. Anyway, he'll be very good. good on our team. I'm sure he'll be very good on our 35. Team. Yeah. <laughs> But, dude, we need some pitchers, though. We are pretty full. Our roster's pretty good, but we could use about two more arms, which every team in turning ball needs pitchers, right? So yeah. if anyone listens to this and they're just like, you know what? I'm a good pitcher. I'm 35 years old or 50 years old. I don't care. 
hit up Quentin, and we'll get you in touch with me. Absolutely. And we're gonna we're gonna do a uh, a Skype interview with you to see if you can throw a fastball through a wall or something, you know. And then we'll sign you. Yeah, you know, you're not kidding about the arm health because after I finished with that softball league. I mean, my arm now, was just pounding every game. Let's go ahead and – well, let's – yeah, you tell me about your arm pain. Let's go ahead and break that down. Like, were you doing, like, plenty of nice warm-up soft tosses or were you just, like, tracking a ball down in the gap and then trying to, like, peg a dude at no, home? No, no. I would always warm up. And even from when I, like, actually played, I would always have to warm up so much because my arm would just always hurt. But not like it did this time. Like, my arm would hurt from my elbow all the way down to, like, my fingers would tingle. And yeah, no, I would warm up good, but I want, I probably obviously wasn't enough and I probably wasn't doing enough arm work on the side. So I got to the point where a few times since the season's over, like I'll just grab a bucket of baseballs after my daughter goes to sleep and I'll just like throw baseballs at the backstop just to, you know, get the motion going or whatever like that. But isn't it so wild that people talk about baseball players being the weakest athletes but if your body's broken down, baseball ends up being the hardest sport to play. You know, pulling hammies, your arm hurting, your shoulder hurting, and stuff like that. Like, I feel like I've got pretty decent lungs, so I could probably go out and play basketball and not hurt. I'd never played football ever on a team, so I don't really know what to say about right. that. But, like, baseball, like, it seems like there's so much potential to get nagging injuries. And then, yeah, the real potential of getting hit with something inside I guess I probably should get like an elbow guard or something. I don't want to shatter an elbow and then have to try to, you know, work on Monday and try to type. Well, I've got one you but... definitely borrow too, man. We've got one. Like, we're not going to be hitting at the same time or anything. Good for it. I don't wear my – it's funny, too. Like, I don't really – I'm just not used to them yet, but it's just like, okay, this dude's yeah. throwing a little harder. i got to put my elbow guard on. <laughs> well, also, yeah, like... yeah, well, also if you're more comfortable in the box because, like, I'm bound to see a pitch – and think it's going to break, and then it doesn't break, and then I wear it. And I'm like, oh, shit. And then everyone's looking at me like, why didn't you get out of the way? And I'm like, I didn't know what pitch it was, you know? Because at some point, I'm not going to, like, you know, look like an idiot and try to dodge out of the way of every pitch that's, you know, not going to come at me. And then all of a sudden, like, I just stand there and eat it, and I'm like, oh, you know, but. Isn't this fun, though, dude? Just, like, thinking. Like, I've got to play in this tournament, like, this will be the fourth time I went down. Only the second time is 35 and up. And this is my managerial debut, so I'm also, like, a little nervous about all that. But Absolutely. It'll be fun. Now, I am definitely confident in my in my morale, like, uh, boosting, like, leadership abilities like that. Like, we're going to have fun. Like, I have a lot of fun. I make it easy, you know, with everybody. Like, we're, we're going to have fun. I just want to make sure, like, I'm, you know. Doing the X's and O's part, okay, you know, and I got a, my buddy John Nichols is going to be doing this with me. He was a coach at Greensboro College. He was a great baseball player at UNCG. Uh, he was a hell of a high school pitcher. Um, yeah, like, dude, you touch mid-90s in his heyday, you know, and now he's out here throwing about 72, but just, like, breaking bats <laughs> somehow, hell you know yeah. what I'm saying? And uh, he went four for four today, too, by the way. Sweet. We're, we're batting, like, seven and eight in the 18 and up league, but we were just, like, Four for six today, to you know, or excuse me, what are we six for eight today? Out of the um, out of the seven and eight hole, hole? of the yeah, hell, that's how I, good our team is. Hell yeah, we're just like hitting it at the right time, or, or uh, we got got to make the young dudes respect us still. You know, they're just like, oh, cool, those old guys are all the good. They're taking their own team to Myrtle Beach, so for the old guys, that's cool uh, at least. You know, listen, the great you, goats. The We've been calling goats. ourselves the great goats. Ain't no shame <laughs> in that. Listen, do you guys take stats? You guys take your stats? In our league? Yeah. 
No, you know, there is a, we are really known for not even keeping a scorebook, which is like a frustrating thing that opponents have to deal with a yard goat sometimes because we just, we don't have time. I mean, usually sometimes there's only nine or 10 of us and we're like, oh, we didn't even bring the book. And then you see the other teams got somebody like meticulously keeping up with every little yeah. thing. And I'm like, uh, but we have had a couple incidences over the years where it's like a close game and they're like, well, <laughs> we don't really have a way to prove what the score is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we used to joke, you'd like, hey, I'll just put some rocks up. Let me tell me score a run, but you know, yeah, I just would... need to, I'll score them by like four or five at least. So we don't get any kind of like, <laughs> you know, any kind of issues pop up where they're like, what? Honestly, well, that's the best way to do it, man, because 20, 30 years from now, they're going to be like, listen, I saw Brad Howell hit a 565-foot home run at the Ripken Experience. There's no record of it, but I saw it, you know? So that's what I'm going to hopefully, you know, I'm going to try to, like, implant some stories after this weekend, and then I'm going to, like, tell people, like, hey, did you see that ball Quentin McCree hit? It went through the outfield fence, literally went through it, you know? And then maybe, dude, like, I'll just live on. Well, that's the thing at uh, Ripken. It's too nice down there. I think they have some of the youth tournaments. That's where they like they know they can get a lot of money for like mom or dad will pony up to be like yeah. pay for like pay for it, you know. But in our league, since it's never recorded, like sometimes I find like feeling it, you know, like I'm like, oh, I know our boy uh, Patty Koontz is a dude who plays on our team. Patrick Koontz, what a great name, right? right? That's what I was about to say. Great, the dude, great name. and he looks like he looks like Fabio too. This guy's a great shape. He's a was a great college player. Must have great uh, hair, man. Good head of hair. He's got great. He is. Uh, he was. He played in indie ball a little bit, but he's still in like really good shape. Oh, yeah. I guess he's probably not. He maybe just turned thirty. But anyway, this dude like he can get some tanks sometimes, right? So if I'm like, ah, I like Quincy Swing the last couple ABs, I'm gonna get a you know I'll take my cell phone, I'll put it up there, and I'll film it. I'll do a little Ben Scully play by play. That's right. And then. If a dude hits a tank or a double, I'm like, cool, dude, I got that. That's going to be 20 bucks if you'd like that video. Oh, that's or what's up. if you go out good there hustle, and you, like, you, know, you foul out to the catcher because you're trying to take a daddy hack and expand your zone, I'll be like, dude, sorry, I got that on video. 20 bucks to delete that if you'd like right. me to delete that. Good hustle. Good hustle. You know, someone's yeah, got to pay for these broken bats, man. So do you know what you're going to say to get kicked out of the game? I'm assuming if we're, you're going to get kicked out of a game right? Like Bobby Cox style, TBS days, long live, you know, I mean, they're both still alive, but Leo Mazzoni, Bobby Cox, one-two punch, best one-two punch ever in the history of the game. You going to get the boot, man? No, you know, I was thinking like, it's kind of hard to be throwing like turf. I can't be kicking turf on some, on the plate or anything. Yeah. It's like, they kind of take that away. But I mean, the, the umps out there are like, they're like minor league umps usually. Oh shoot. Like, okay. Like beat one, like they're pretty legit. The thing that's tough about them is they like have a, like a pretty like legit strike zone, which I like that that's one. Good. That's good. I like that when I'm hitting. <clears throat> I don't like it when I'm catching and there's a ball like borderline that I just like stick it, you know, and I'm like, oh, you're not going to give me that one, which it is technically a ball, but I'm like, this dude's a really good hitter. I would like you to like change the whole AB with calling that a strike. And they don't, you know, sometimes. So you're like, I respect it, but like the umpiring is pretty legit down there and like normally don't have any problems like, I haven't seen anything yet where somebody just completely blew something so bad that you yeah. wouldn't want to flip on them. You know what I mean? But I think they know that, you know, you get, I don't even know what the, I don't even know what the repercussions are. If you get tossed down there, if like, I don't want to miss a game, you know, I don't want to not be there for my boys. Cause it's not 162 right. games. We only got four or five or whatever, you know, so I'm like, All right, sure. I'm not going to run, but I might send out one of my boys like Nick or Randall, my buddies that are coming that are not expecting to play a lot. You know, I might be like, hey, you just go out there and get kicked out. It's okay. Get us stirred up. You know, get us 
get us uh, motivated a little bit, and then you're going to come out pinch hit bomb. It'll be recorded. We've paid for the, you know, we've paid for it. We'll get to have it. It'll be all over your page. You're going to get another 20,000 followers. And then all of a sudden, the Quentin McCree batting stance will be replicated from little leaguers all over the world. That's right. Listen, if I, by the grace of God, connect, uh, there's, there's, okay, I'm going to say this right now. There's no way I'm hitting a home run. There's no way. When Ozzy Smith hit his home run against the Dodgers in that NLCS, it was like a one in a million shot. Like my chances would be even worse than that, right? But let's say hypothetically it happened. I think if you get one, I think it goes out like forty feet, no doubt. Like I'm, I'm, I'm big enough, dude. Like I can hit a baseball three hundred thirty feet, but like I don't know that I can do it in a game. You know what I mean? All you got to do is bear. I mean, all you got to do is run into one. Dude. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. So it's not all impossible. All the times I hit a home run is like here and there. It's just like. Shoot, like, I mean, it was so, you know, the, the feeling of... Exactly. It feels like you didn't even hit it. The feeling of a, uh, hitting a bomb is one of the best things in the world, dude. And if, you know, and I didn't, I've not had a lot in my life. I've hit just a, just a handful, like, at all levels. But they're just like, wow, like, oh, that ball just... <laughs> like, half of them I didn't even see go over because you didn't even think you got it like that, you know? It's like that if you play golf, if you just, like, yeah, perfect shot or, like... You get that perfect release, like you know, on a little step back three, and you're a terrible basketball player. But all of a sudden, you just feel it, and you're like, "Oh, that's out," and just switch. You know, like that. Those feelings you get, dude. That's what we're out here chasing. You just yeah. you can't you can't you can't forget those. You know, so who knows? You might run into one, dude. But to me, even just like a hard backside single, you know, is just as good a feeling as anything. I think yeah. so, man. There's so many little feelings. And like I said, I'm only comparing this to the softball league I was in earlier this spring. But a lot of those feelings, like I forgot, like the actual process of getting a hit and running the bases felt so damn good. Like I completely forgot about that feeling. Like well, I said, I, you know, like, you know, that you're like, okay, I should get two here. So here I go. Like, you know, you got a hit. So that's cool. And then you're like, Let's get two. Like that little oh, feeling yeah. right there, too, is like yeah. kind of exciting. You know? <laughs> That's the truth, man. I remember, dude, I had like my first or second hit. I, what I did is I stretched a single, do a double. And a lot of the guys in the league, they're a lot older dudes. And lucky enough for me, it was like only the first or second game of the season. So I was still fresh. I hadn't pulled, <laughs> you know, my hamstrings that bad yet. Hammings were still there, yeah. Yeah. So like when I stretch it out, and that's how I got scraped up on my arm. Because everybody was like, we can't believe you slid because there was like a bunch of ground up brick on the field. And I got up and I was shredded. I was pouring blood out of my elbow. Like it was just dripping on the ground. And I thought it was so badass. Like I was rubbing it on my jersey because I wanted people to see it, you know. But the jersey was like a screen print. So it was just like not sticking to it. And I was like, oh, fuck, man. But just that feeling of like hitting the ball, running it out, dude, running to second, running down a fly ball. Like, I think it's so important when people get older to have hobbies. It's like, you know, it's, we work so hard every damn day. And it's like when we get out of high school and get out of college and then get jobs, it's like, sometimes we forget how to have fun and maybe not everybody, right? I'm probably speaking to my own downfalls of like, just getting trapped in the day life. And it's so cliche to be like, oh, you know, I remember when I was a kid or those were the good old days. And getting into a league like this is like, you fuck that, man. Like, those were the good old days, but, like, we can have them now. And all it takes is just, like, a little bit of 
I mean, sort of, you know, bravery. Like you got to put yourself out on a limb or whatever. And that might just be me speaking into like my internal, like zero confidence or whatever. But like, it was such a big deal for me to like, I remember when I started doing improv and that was such a huge deal to get involved in that. Cause I was like, Oh dude, I could never do something like that. And then when it came to baseball, it was sort of that same feeling where I was like, I don't know that I could put myself out there like that in a dugout where it's like a bunch of bros who are like athletic dudes. And to hear from you that, you know, there are guys in the clubhouse that are just like you and me. You know, we all work 40 plus yeah. hours a week. We all bust our ass. Nobody practices and nobody's perfect, but yeah. you know, we can all come together once a week, you know, put on the uniforms, run the bases and just have some fun. And I think that's so important because when those games are over, like that sort of joy and focus and concentration like spreads out to our lives. I think one of the worst things, you know, guys like, cause I'm 30, I'll be 38 in October. Like I think one of the worst things like guys and what, how old are you? 35, 36? Uh, yeah, I'll be, yeah, I'm 36. Yeah. And I think, you know, like the worst thing we can do as we get older is sort of just stay in one spot. You know, right. I've talked about yeah. Joe Wooliver, man, this guy, Joe, who I used to sell watermelons with. He was my parents' neighbor in college. And he had asked my dad one time, he's like, hey, um, you know, he asked for my number or whatever. And he's Joe, like, hey. Joe, you TP'd this dude's house one time, right? I remember that story. No, that was Alan. Um, I Alan, TP'd Alan. That was Alan. Yeah, yeah. Alan Fisher, man. Shout out to Alan Fisher. He just had a birthday like two days ago. Happy and birthday, Alan. Good job, bud. Great dude. And, but with Joe, it was like, he was. At the time, he was like 75 or 76, and this guy was just a gritty son of a bitch, man. He drank alcohol. I mean, he was heavy alcoholic for like the first 40 years of his life. He was a bricklayer. Guy never took a day off. He looked me dead in the eye and goes, I'd rather die with my work boots on. He didn't say that as a joke, man. It was like oh, yeah, his mantra straight. was like, and I asked my dad the other day, I was like, listen, like, you're never tired. Like, how do you just keep going? And he goes, I just never stop. Like, that's the key. Like, just don't stop. Because when you do, you get in that little rut of like, oh, man, I'm tired. Or maybe I'll just do that shit tomorrow. And one of the, the hardest thing to do in the world is just to start. Because when you, when you have like nothing, like if you're out of shape and you want to get in shape, like starting's the hardest thing because you're so far away. But at the same time, starting can be the easiest spot because if like there are no – like just starting like to start doesn't mean you have to be the best or that you have to do this or that, you know, I have to walk in this league and bat 300 over a weekend. If I I'm going to go probably like over four, I'm going to run some bases for some guys that are some sluggers and I'm going to be a defensive substitution. But like that's my version of starting and like it's very minimum. And if you're listening to this, like it may feel like shit doing that. Because you might feel like you're going to be around a bunch of alpha dogs who, like, can hit and pitch and all that stuff. But I swear, like, it's like I know I may be in the in this dugout, man. Like, I may be so self-conscious. Like, it'll suck. It could suck. But I know when I get home and it's all said and done, I'll be like, that's the shit I did. And that's how you start. And that's how you get better. Because I imagine when you, like, what was it like for you? When you hadn't played baseball six years ago, when you started, you seemed like a pretty outgoing guy. So I bet you didn't have a hard time. But surely well, you've seen guys maybe in that situation who get in the clubhouse at first that maybe right. aren't so sure. Like, oh, shit, like well, I maybe think, I shouldn't be here. I take that seriously with like just making guys feel welcome. You know, yeah. I'm just like, oh, what's your name, dude? He's like this. We had this guy this year. He was like not that great at all. But he was like a traveling nurse or something, I think. He had like a, he had a contract yeah. job. 
So he's already gone too. And he was only going to be here a couple months. And he was like, you know, like I said, not the best, but like Sam, some games, some games, dude, we only had nine guys. And he was like a big, you know, you save your butt just being there, you know, like, oh, cool. We got nine. We can play, <laughs> you know. And then other times if we'd have 13 dudes and he wanted to only get one AB and he was cool with it, you know. But it's just like, I want to make sure like we're all cool in the dugout. We're all just having fun, cracking out, you know, just poking around. And I told this, like, being there for your teammates is so much fun. Because, like, when I came into it six years ago, I didn't know a single person in the league. Like, somebody just told me about it. I heard about it. I go to the draft. I get drafted to the worst team in the league at the time. They've since folded. And I was like, well, that's cool because I know I get to play a lot. But, like, we were getting, like, killed every game, you know, and that got a little old. But it was also, like, it's kind of fun getting to know those dudes. And then I like the fact, too, that outside of baseball, I didn't see them. I didn't talk to them. I didn't do any of that. I had my, you know, like, I had work. I had my other friends or whatever, other relationships. And it's like, I just like the whole escape of the whole thing when you go there. Mm-hmm. And the other day, it was our first-round playoff game the other week. We have a dude. His name's Chris Perry. He was a minor league guy for a little bit. And he is, like, I don't know, he works regular job, and he, like, helps coach at one of the high schools. He's, like, a pitching coach, you know. That dude is so fun. Like, he got into golf at about the same time I did, and we went out and golfed a couple of times. He has, like, gotten back into shape a little bit, and this dude was throwing, like, low 90s the other day, and he's got a Jeez. awesome curveball, and his changeup is okay, but he had all three working the other day, and I was, like, looked at our coach after the first inning, and I was like, Dude, Perry is throwing fucking fuzz out there. They're not going to touch this dude today. He only gave up one hit at 13 Ks. And we won that game like six to nothing, but it was zero zero for a long time. It was like the sixth inning. And a guy got on with a one hit they had. The next dude walked and all was in, you know, and then he struck out a dude, but all of a sudden we got like dudes first and second, gets another dude out. We're playing on this shitty field with like very bad lights, and it's like looks like it's about to be another one of these nasty thunderstorms we've been having mm-hmm. coming in soon. So it's really dark and you cannot see the field very good. The best hitter on this team, with two outs, we get this dude like one, two, throw him a change up. He hits this massive sky lefty, like it's a bomb, like straight up second baseman. Like it's a mile high, and then you're like, shit, yeah. like you can barely see the ball. These dudes are like running, you know, like first and second. They're they're running, you know. Oh yeah. And at that point, we we're only up two nothing. Our second baseman kind of he he goes off the tip of his glove. It's amazing, he even saw it, and he gets up, throws it to me. I'm catching. And it was like that funny ass play you've seen before, where like the runners are like right behind each other. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Other and I mean, both dugouts going, you know, not our dugout. <laughs> oh, I mean it. Our man. dudes on the field are like four, 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 four. Oh shit, you know, their dugout's going crazy. This dude throws me this little short hop, like pretty bad throw, because he had to rush it. And dude, I just like luckily make a great like pick and tag a dude. Hell yes. The- and that was like that is that's like hitting a home run basically. And I found myself like, yeah, let's go. I was like, we, we were just yeah. like happy, not even talking shit. We were so happy. Yeah. But I was so stoked to do that for Chris because he was shoving out there, dude. Hell yeah. And I told him before, earlier in the year, I'll just like you know like I strike out here or there or he just like he had a home run his first at bat this year and he's kind of a pitcher like he was just kind of cracked up because it was a small field he had a fly ball that just like barely went over but I'm like dude it's a bomb like we're gonna tell everybody that's a bomb like it's a, it went out it's a home run who cares and we had this thing that kind of went going I was like if he would like have a game like he did the other night there's like three fans in the stands on our side it's just somebody's girlfriend or a dad or something I'm like dude nobody cares 
nobody gives a shit if you strike out 13 dudes out here. Like, we just have fun. If you yeah. come out here and you get shelled, I'm like, nobody cares. We're just out here to have fun. And that's just kind of the like the attitude we've taken. And I love having like my teammates feel that way and like feel happy to be out there no matter what we're doing. And that's the, what I want us to have at Myrtle Beach. And we're definitely going to because I know every single one of these dudes that's coming out here, you know, and you're the only one I don't know like how they play. But I don't even care. Like, I just know how everybody, I know what everyone's capable of, but I know how each dude is, and I know how much fun we're going to have just being down there. So that's what I would like to tell the people who are like, ah, should I do this or not? Like, go get on a team like that that's going to, like, have fun. And if you on a team that's not having fun, like, and some of them are out there, like, it's not, you're not in some contract, dude. Like, go to a different team the next year or something. You know what I'm saying? But just have fun, whatever you're doing. Like, all of us work a lot. You know, and I'm, this is anybody listening to this, like, we all work a lot. We all have all these responsibilities. Like, go do something for yourself. And if you're listening to this and following Quentin's page, we all love baseball, right? So go find a way to be a part of baseball, whether that's just watching it, going to like local games or like somehow to get out there and play, even if you're not any good or your body don't feel great. You can go out there and take a hack. A, a soft hack and then just jog to first base and don't blow your hammy out. Like, you know, you don't have to have these hard nineties anymore. If you still got to go to work tomorrow, you know, just like go find your way, dude, you know, but I love it. I can't, I can't wait till October. So it's been fun talking about it. Hell too, yeah. Dude. Absolutely, man. Well, listen, you couldn't have said it better, man. So I really appreciate that response because I feel like what you said will resonate with a lot of people and definitely like help definitely resonated with me because that's why I'm about to play in this tournament in a month. But listen, let's wrap this up now. We're at an hour 10. Thanks for listening, Brad. Thanks for being on the podcast. Listen, don't hang up because I got to save this bad boy. Um, but dude, thanks for taking the time, man. I know you're busy working full time, playing ball. You probably played like however many games this weekend. So and uh, I appreciate you, um, you know, sending me the message, man, because I feel like it's, you know, helped to sort of change my outlook. Like, I feel like I've had like this weird, I just ate a pound of mushrooms epiphany, like ever since my daughter was born. And I'm sort of like, you know, wanting to take full advantage of life, mostly for my kid. And I feel like as right. a parent, one of the best things I can do is be active in life. So um, I appreciate so that, man. All right, well, Brad, thanks for being on the podcast. Uh, don't hang up. I'm going to shut this bad boy off, and uh, I'll talk to you next time. All right, brother. Good talking with you.